0: Book of Man- Matthew. I'm positive. How you pronounce that? Matthew. I can tell when I'm being picked on. Got
1: a wrong mind something. None of these things move me.
0: I knew where I was at, but nobody else knew where I was at.
1: You told us the wrong book.
0: Don't let me do that again. start reading this morning in the 27th verse. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I'm able to do this. Notice this question. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said unto him, Yea, Lord, or yes, Lord. We believe that you're able to do this. Now, before I read any farther, I want to say this. I want to incorporate something. There's a lot of times in the church that people, even the saints of God, believe that God is able to do something, but we don't know that he's willing to do something. One of the things that hinders us from knowing that the Lord is willing to do something is we're ignorant of what the Scripture says. Now, when I say ignorant, I don't mean that we're stupid by a long shot. We just do not know what the Word says. And we have not connected the dots that the will of God is the Word of God and that the Word of God is the will of God. And if He did it for one, He'll do it for all. And it helps take a lot of mystery out. Because as long as we're in the dark, we operate in the dark, and we operate in, a, in a, a realm of wonder. Should I do this? Do I have a legal right to do this? Should I not do this? No, if, if Jesus did it for one, he'll do it for all. And he asked these two blind men, there's a whole lot more to it than what's here, but I don't want to preach on that today. I want to preach on another part of it today. But here they are. They're in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus asked them a question. Now put yourself in that same spot. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be blind in this particular uh, circumstance or situation. But if somebody was blind, this same scripture would work for them. But there's a principle here that Jesus is laying down. And I think that we'll see this unfold as we progress this morning. But if Jesus did it, let let this sink in. If Jesus did it for one, he's willing to do it for all. And you'll see what was the common denominator that made it possible for them to receive and in this, I can, I can say, and you can see it, he didn't do it just for one. How many of them were there? There were two. So if he did it for two, how many is he willing to do it for? All. All. Let that sink into our spirits. You'll need it sometime you'll need that encouragement right there because when when we're supposed to enter into his throne with boldness if we don't know that it's the will of god we'll shrink back and wonder can i really pray this can i really believe this well i can tell you this if he said it in his word you can step out if he didn't say it in his word you have no legal ground to stand on. You have no substance under your feet. But he wants us to be able to stand on what he said because he wants us to receive what he's made available. Amen? He wants us to receive what he's made available. If I don't go ahead and read, I'll preach my whole message right you. <laughs> And I don't want to be here, I want to be there. I want to be <coughs> down there where you're at. Definitely. Believe you that I'm able to do this. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord, or yes, Lord. And he touched their eyes and he said some amazing words to them. Because a lot of times we mess this up in our thoughts and in our theology or in our way of thinking and jesus said these words to them he said according to your faith being unto you." what was one of the biggest factors in these men being healed to faith. it was according to their faith oh i thought it was according to jesus's ability because he was the Son of God. And their eyes were open, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that you tell no man. This direction didn't work very well. Because just as soon as they got out of the presence of Jesus, they told everybody. That they came in contact with. And it wasn't long before everybody in the whole area knew that these blind men were healed and it was Jesus that healed them. Now, I want to make a few more ties in, in with this. Go to Acts 10 verse 38. I want you to notice something else about Jesus this is another misconception that operates in the church and it doesn't need to be operating in the church we need to understand something Acts 10 38 and it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power what did he do He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Blindness here was an oppression of the devil. The coronavirus is an oppression of the devil. Tuberculosis is an oppression of the devil. It all originates from where? It originates from the devil. Jesus came to undo everything that he did. This is the will of God. To stop the serpent's head. To destroy and expose the works of darkness. And not only to expose it, but to liberate the people that are bound. This is the whole, whole ministry of Jesus in a nutshell. For God was with him. I thought he did this because he was the son of God. The scriptures tell us in other places, he says, he laid aside his glory and power and was born as a man. You never saw the miracles of Jesus, even though he was 100% God and he was 100% man, he laid aside his glory and power. You never see any miracles in the life of Jesus recorded in scripture until he was 30 years old and he was baptized in the Jordan River by John and something supernatural took place. The Holy Ghost came and descended upon him and sat or stayed there. That was a picture of the anointing. How God anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and power who went about doing good he went about doing good because he was in power to go about doing good it's the anointing that breaks the yoke it's the anointing that lifts the burdens off of people it's the power of god this anointing and we have got to see that it's this anointing because jesus said these words out of his own mouth he said it's It's the Father in me who does the work. He said, of myself, I can do absolutely nothing. I thought you did it because you were Jesus. No, he did it because he was anointed to do it. He did it because of the power of God, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. I've got to get back, but let's pray for just a second. Father, I ask that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we would know what's the hope of your calling and what's the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what's the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe. According to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places. And I ask that you would grant us according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, so that we'd be filled with all the fullness of God. Holy Spirit, help me to lift up Jesus in this house. I asked you for divine utterance today, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we've got these two men, they have a need. Their need is blindness. They can't see. They cry out to Jesus. They end up in the presence of Jesus. See, there's a determination that has to be in the side of an individual. Jesus will come to get you, but you've got to step out to receive him. Yes, amen. There's a provision that's been made, but we've got to take it. When the children of Israel entered into the promised land it was prophesied to them. He said Every, this whole land is given to you. Everywhere that the sole of your foot treads on you can have it. They never occupied the whole land even though it was given to them because their feet didn't take it. They didn't walk it out or they didn't receive it. See, receiving something from God and taking a hold of it is the same thing. This is a Christmas present. I say, Tina, I made made this just for you. Here it is. And a lot of people in church just say, you know, that's the most wonderful thing that he made that and wanted to give it to her but it was one of the most disappointing things in the whole world because you didn't take it. See, everything that Jesus did, everything that he went through was to accomplish something for us. And it's a must. It breaks the heart of God when he's made a provision available and it's left in the warehouse instead of... Even the delivery truck came to deliver, it, but nobody was there to sign for it, and nobody took it, or nobody received it. And this isn't a thing to create guilt or shame. It's a something to in, to encourage us in our faith that God has made it available. But I have got to cooperate with him. And sometimes I think I'm cooperating and I'm not cooperating. I'm trying to cooperate or I tried to cooperate but I'm not cooperating now. And you'll see more of this as we progress. I want you to turn to another scripture. I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1. that amazes me. I have read this scripture for years and years and years. But there's something here, I think, that if we can catch a hold of it, it'll change the whole, whole outcome of the whole verse. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's the way that I saw it. For years and years and years and years and years. But I see something about it that's different now than I saw then. And that is this. Don't read it so fast. He says, now. Faith is. When is faith? Now. When is faith? now now faith is hope is always in the future faith is always now faith is never in the future hope is always in the future but hope will never have substance hope will have an encouragement man i can see That God wants to do this for me. But it'll never embrace it. Because hope has to have something else that's mixed with it. Hope tells you that you can. But faith tells you how to get it. How you can occupy it. How you can receive it. Or how you can take a hold of it. Mm -hmm. Hope won't ever take a hold of it. Hope will always say, I know God's going to do this for me. I know God can do this. Jesus said to these here men, he says, do you believe that I'm able to do this? The church is full of people who believe that God is able to do something, but not many people believing that he's willing to do what he's able to do. And not only is he able to do, but he's willing to do And We need to see both sides of that in the work of Jesus and in the plan of God. That not only is he able to do this, you think somebody that could speak the stars into the sky and speak planets into their into their station could fix something with us? Somebody who made and fashioned a body out of dirt and then breathed in it and it became a living being? Do you think he can't fix something with us? We'd have no trouble with believing that he's able to do it. But is he willing to do it? Let this be reinforced inside of us. Jesus asked these blind men. Their need was they couldn't see. They wanted to see. What's your problem? What's my problem? What am I wanting from God? He's wanting me to see something that I've not seen so far. He's wanting you to embrace something that you've not seen so far. But there's something that he wants us to see. He wants us to see what's in his word. Because if you can see what's in his word, you can see what his will is. And we can know from this here, and we'll do it like this this morning. Here's two blind men. They come into the house. They're in the presence of Jesus. He sees their need. He sees that cloudy look. And he sees them walking with a stick when they walk in. He doesn't ask them, you know, for for his information to find out what's wrong with them. He knows what's wrong with them. They can't see. That's not rocket science. He asked them this question. He says, do you believe that I'm able? And are we in church today, do we believe that God is able? Oh, yes, we believe that God is able. Do I believe that God is willing? I want to. I hope I do. See, hope is always out in the future. God has the ability to touch this need. Oh, you just need to pray. Oh, you do need to pray. But not only do you need to pray, but you need to have some word because there's a connection here. You need some word that connects you with the will of God. Because if you don't know that it's the will of God. You'll never exercise faith for it. You'll always exercise hope for it. But you'll never exercise faith for it. Because faith is always out there. Did I say faith is always out there? I said that wrong. Hope is always out there. Faith is somewhere else. Now faith and hope work together because if you take a person's hope away you have got one dark individual they're hopeless they're depressed they're cast down they're never up, they're always down Jesus doesn't want people to be like that he came to liberate them and set them free So you don't want to ever take a person's hope away. If you're going to, here's a message for the church. If you're going to do something to help somebody, don't put out what little bit of light that they've got. Help them to see something in a different perspective, but God forbid that you take the light that they've got away from them because then they have nothing to operate with. And they're in total darkness or total depression. And you don't want to do that to people. Jesus didn't do that to people. He always brought them the light. But then it was their choice if they followed after the light or not. <clears throat> so he asked these two men. He says, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said, yea, Lord, or yes, Lord. Now. I'm told in another part, passage of scripture, that all of the promises of God are yes and amen. So if you want to sum up something, is God for you? And He does He want you to prosper in every area of your life? Yes and Amen. Yes and Amen. Now let's back and let's see, back up a little bit and see if we connect a few more dots. He says here in Hebrews 11.1, 1, the very first word. Now, and he goes on to say just a little bit more. And this is not taking anything away from it. It's just helping us to see something in maybe a little different light. Now, faith is. When is faith?
1: Yeah.
0: Right now. Right now. Not in the future, but right now. If I'm going to believe God, I'm going to believe Him right now. I need to get a hold of the Word of God because why do I need to have my prayer mixed with the Word of God? Or the Word of God mixed with my prayer? Because this is the dynamics of the way that it works. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Oh, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to get them to pray for me that I will have faith. You can pray until you're blue in the face and you'll never have faith. Because faith doesn't come by praying. Faith comes by hearing. I didn't say that. Some people say, David said that. No, David didn't say that. God said that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God or hearing what God says. Because if we can get a hold of what God says... Faith will rise up in us to take a hold of the thing that he's made available. And that's where it starts connecting the dots when he says, now faith is. When is faith? And you can ask yourself and let that settle down in your heart. Now faith is. If I can't believe God for that right now, I'm not in the place of faith to receive. Oh, that just busted my bubble. No. Keep your hope working. Keep your light shining. But the thing for the child of God to do is to feed on the word until something gets reinforced inside of us. And let it get so big inside of us that says, I'm going to ask God for that right now. And I believe believe that I'm going to receive And you'll see just a little teeny bit more about this as we unfold a little bit more in the scroll. We'll roll it open just a little bit farther. But how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. If Jesus needed the anointing, do we need the anointing? Does the church need the anointing? If Jesus said... Of myself, I can do nothing. It's the Father in me who does these works. The church needs the anointing. The church needs to be flowing in the power of God. And there is a, a definite connection between the power of God and the Word of God. Because faith comes by hearing. And when is faith? Now, when it's hope, always down the road. It's always far. People's always looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, thank God they're looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. But if we don't get a hold of the provision that God's made, it'll always be at the end of the tunnel. You won't ever be experienced until you get to the sweet by and by. But he's got things that he's laid out for us in our promised land for the sweet here and now. Amen? He's not designated everything to when you get to heaven. This is one of the things that amazed me about the Word of God and always turned me on about the Word of God because it's not everything that's in the future when I get to heaven. Oh, now I'm just this sorry, measly worm crawling through this life. No, he doesn't call me a worm. He calls me a child of God. And he's told me how he wants me to be able to function. He wants me to be victorious and be an overcomer in every area of my life. That's his will for the church. How can these things be? I've got something that I want to read to us this morning that'll help us maybe in connecting just a few more of these dots. See, I'm going to preach myself happy. But there's some things that I... This is not just about me being happy. It's about us being able to see something and grasp something that maybe we hadn't seen in as clear of light as we should have. And just because you've heard something one time... Is no sign that we've got it. In fact, I can tell you this. You ain't got it. I ain't got it until we got it. And once you got it, you won't have to go ask so and so and say, Did I get it? Nah, you'll know you got it. You'll know you got it. This is based on this particular passage of Scripture. And he touched their eyes. According to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith. Just a few months. No, I'm on the wrong one. You go back. One. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Luke five and seventeen. Healed by the power of God. Back in the early fifties, the salt vaccine had just been discovered. Do you remember this when you were in grade school and they started talking about um, Louis Pasteur and Dr. Salk? Salk was the one who had invented the polio vaccine. You've, pe- you've seen people in your lifetime that were affected by polio. It was a crippling disease. What was Louis Pasteur? Look. Louis. Oui, oui. Pasteurization. There was something that it was tied to. Tonight. The salt vaccine had just been discovered, and polio was still an epidemic. I was preaching in Hugo, Oklahoma, at a sectional camp meeting for the Assemblies of God organization. They put up a tent, in the city park of Hugo, invited me to come and speak. A woman brought her little boy who couldn't walk. He was almost five years old. When he was 14 months old, he had contracted polio. Both his legs were flopping around. When she would get tired of holding him, she'd hold him underneath her arm like a sack of flour. Those little legs were flopping like a rag doll. I was sitting in a chair on the platform as I laid hands on folks. In those days, that's the way I conducted my healing line in larger meetings. And here's a picture. He would sit here just like this. They would bring the the people, would come up to him. And in this case, he was holding the child in his lap. In a lot of cases, he would just lay his hand on them and pray over them or speak the word of God. Because after a while, your body gets out and tired. So that's one of the reasons they were set at that time. I took the child from her, set him in my lap. I could feel the power of God go out Of me and into that child I put him down and he ran up and down the platform he was instantly healed praise God 16 years later he was the quarterback of the high school football team that's the power of God in demonstration that's the power of God back then in the fifties is still the power of God in operation in the 2020s. Yeah. And we need to be believing. Yes. We need to be some of those believe, be believing ones or where Jesus asked these two blind men am I able? And then we say yes Lord. When we see it come in oh God What in the world are we going to do? Jesus said, or these blind men said, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I believe. I believe. One case of polio. And he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith. According to your faith. Does my faith have anything to do with this? See, I see a lot of people in church who've never anchored into the things of God and what He says into His Word, and they're always hoping that God will do this instead of getting to a place that they truly exercise faith and believe that God is I have finally come to the point that I have put this in his hand. I've turned it loose. I've signed my name on the contract. When you go to buy a car, and you don't drive off with that car until you fill out the paperwork.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when you have taken and come to the place that you filled out all of that, or they fill out all of that contract for you, there's one thing that they want from you. They want a signature because when you put your name on that paper, you haven't made just a verbal agreement, but you have signed your name on a contract and they know that it's a done deal. This is the way that it needs to be with us as believers. I feed on the things of God. I reinforce the things of God inside of me. Until this thing gets so big on the inside of me. Now, I'm ready to sign my name on this contract. Because I believe it's not going to happen one day. I believe that it's going to happen today. I've signed my name. Now, here's one of the misnomers that, that many times that people get caught in. They do that, but that afternoon, after they were prayed for, they said, I must not have got nothing. Because we set a timetable on it. Or the next day, or the next week. See, brothers and sisters, once you have signed your name on that contract, They're expecting their money. Mm -hmm. They're expecting your end of the obligation. They've given their end of the obligation. You've got the car. Mm -hmm. They don't care if you pay it off in one day, one week, one year, or seven years. In fact, if they can, they're more glad for you to sign it off for the banks or more glad for you to sign to pay it off in seven years because they're going to extract more money out of you sure. brothers and sisters God wants to get something to us when we let this connection be there when is faith? Yeah. faith is now if it's down the road I'm praying but I'm never praying in faith is anything wrong with that? No, you're fellowshipping with God. But if you're wanting to receive something from God, am I to a place that I'm ready to sign my name? When I'm ready to sign my name, that's when I ask this fellow, and I ask people a lot of times when I pray Romans 10, 9, and 10. After they read I said, are you ready to act on it? If you're ready to act on it, the transaction can be executed. If you're not wanting to act on it, the transaction can't go through because it takes two parts to make this transaction go through. Believing in my heart, confessing with my mouth. Catch that picture. Believing with my heart, confessing with my mouth. Jesus asked these two men. You see it right here. He said do you believe I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord. They believe it with their heart. They just confessed it with their mouth. They signed their name. They put their name down on what they were believing for. Yes, Lord, I'm believing. I'm not, gonna, I'm not believing that's going to happen one day. I'm believing that's going to happen today. Now, what if it happens? It doesn't take place when, when hands is laid on me right then. Cast not away your confidence. Because it has great recompense Mm -hmm. of reward. Or if it doesn't show up right that moment. I still believe that I receive. Why? Because faith is now. Faith is not now. Future faith is now. Have you got any word to back that up? Oh, yeah, I got word to back that up. Now, faith is. Now, faith is. Let's move on a little further now. According to your faith. Just a few months after the boy was healed, we were in Beaumont, Texas at the Lamar Assembly of God Church. A woman came up to the platform carrying a eight or nine year old her eight or nine year old daughter, because she couldn't walk. She was large sized for her age. When I set her on my lap, her left leg stood straight out. It was stiff. She had had polio when she was about four or five years old, and afterward. She had never walked another step. It was a crippling disease. I laid hands on her left leg, which was four or five inches shorter than the other leg and encased with braces. It had never grown. As I laid my hand on the shorter leg, I knew the power of God went into it. I could feel it. I said to the mother of this girl, all I know to do is to tell you what Jesus told me. When you feel the power of God go into them, you'll know that you're healed. And I felt that power go into her. Now let's stop here and i want to explain something. Jesus had appeared to Brother Hagin. And when he appeared to him, he took his finger on his right hand and he placed it in the palm of both of his hands. He said, my hands burnt for about three days with that power of God in them. Somebody would say, Well, what did that represent? That represented the healing anointing, and it was somewhere it was placed in his hands. Now, everybody's not anointed like that. that was a special anointing that was on that man to do a specific job for God. But he said, I always had more people healed by faith in God's word than I did by that healing anointing. He said, because that faith in God works always. He wasn't saying that it didn't work, that that healing anointing didn't work. But there was something about the healing anointing. You'll find people that are have different measures of anointing when it comes to that area or other areas of their life or here's another way of saying it, they seem to get more people healed there's more of a flow that's there but there's two things that have to be in place it's a must that they're in place one is the healing anointing must be administered how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil That healing anointing had to be ministered, but that healing anointing had to be received. And you'll see some of just the way that this unfolds in this next part. Now, Jesus told him this. He said, now the healing anointing is here. He said, this won't work unless you tell the people. So everywhere that he went, he told the people. Because Jesus said, tell the people. And if Jesus said, tell the people, what's that mean? Tell the people. This is not about him. It's about Jesus. It's about the anointing. He said, tell them. That I took my finger and I touched your hands. That the power of God is in there. And that when I pray for you, the power of God is going to be released and go into your body. I've heard him say this. He said, I felt the power go out of me and I felt the power come right back. What does that mean? They didn't receive. So it's just as important for a person to receive as it is for a person to be ministered to. Well, a lot of people come up to be prayed for. Well, are you gonna receive? I sure hope I am. Well, when is hope? Hope's always out here in the future. When is faith? Now. Now. Does this start changing a little teeny bit in our theology and in the way that we've thought, you know, in the past? God is wanting to sharpen us in these last days. He's wanting us to receive what he has to say because he's got a work for us all to do. And it takes a a collective work, a corporate work. That's what the church is all about. The cooperation of working labors together with God. Man, that's good right there. Praise God. Glory to God. Let's just stop and praise him a minute. Lift your hands up. Thank you, Father.
1: Thank you, Father.
0: Thank you, Father. Father. This is all about you. This is all about you. This is all about you. It's your kingdom. It's about your son. Glory. Glory to your
1: name. Glory to your name.
0: Glory to your name. name. I worship you. I adore you. I thank you, Lord. There's nothing that's too big for you. Praise Praise be your holy name. 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 Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Now I never tell anyone what to do unless the Lord tells me. When Jesus touched the two blind men's eyes, he said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So I'm not going to tell anyone to take his or her braces off and t- unless I'm inspired by the Lord to do so. I'm not going to tell anyone to get out of a wheelchair unless I'm inspired by the Spirit of God to do so. Sometimes I have and they have gotten up. Sometimes I haven't told them anything and they've still gotten We've had it happen. I handed the girl back to her mother. She took her in her arms. She looked just the same. They went back and sat down. After I finished the healing line, we finished the service and dismissed everyone. And straightway the father this is a scripture. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Lord, help my unbelief. The next morning, while I was getting ready for the morning service, I heard running footsteps. I heard the pastor's voice calling me. I came into the house and said, he said, Brother Hagen, that woman who was at last night's service with the little girl is at the church now, and her little girl is perfectly healed. The girl doesn't have any braces. Her left leg has grown out as long as the other. Now, here's a part a lot of times that we don't hear. We don't understand. The mother shared, By the time we got home, it was late, and the child was asleep. I put her to bed. When I got up this morning, I got my husband off to work. She was still asleep. As my custom is, I woke her up about 8 o'clock to give her a bath. She was still helpless. I picked her up in her braces, carried her into the bathroom. I pulled off the braces. She wasn't any better. I put her in the bathtub. I got down on my knees to bathe her. I said, oh Lord, why didn't you heal my baby? This sounds like us a lot of times. This is not a condemnation. This is encouragement to show us there is another step. Why didn't you heal my baby? Something on the inside of me said, Always listen on the inside. Your answer comes from God. And we're always looking out here Amen. instead of looking in here. He said, Out of our bl- bellies would flow rivers of living water. There's a still small voice. Down on the inside. Down in your spirit. Down in your belly. Down in your gut. And we listen to the an organ up here in the top of our head. That's not where good decisions are made. Good decisions are made on the inside. That's another teaching for another day. Something on the inside of me said, do you believe Brother Hagin stood on that platform and lied? Do you believe he lied when he said he felt the power of God go into this child and into that lake? You see, she wasn't keeping the switch of faith turn on. Now, there's current on the other side of this switch. Right now, there's something feeding through the switch and going to these lights. Is the current still there on the other side of the switch?
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Is it going to the lights? No. No. Why is it not going to the lights? Because I just turned the switch off. If I want there to be illumination, I've got to turn the switch on and I've got to leave the switch on. Faith is now. Hope's in the future. But unbelief will always get your lights cut off. Unbelief will always stop your miracle. That's right. And you'll have a million answers that are very religious. Oh, sometimes God answers this way and sometimes God answers that way. All of God's promises are yes and amen. What did he ask those two blind men? am I able? There was a switch of faith that was turned on. And there was power that was available before they asked. But it couldn't be administered until they asked. And it couldn't be received until they received it or took it. This blesses me so much. went back because this is the way that a lot of churchy this is the way that a lot of theologies and church denominations came about is right here when they didn't they believed what the word of God said but when they didn't see it fall into place they tried to explain it away
1: mm-hmm.
0: instead of believing the word of God the word of God is the word of God and the word of God is truth it don't matter if somebody receives it or not It's still the truth, and it will still do what it's supposed to do. But it's up to us to receive it. You see, let me back up because I want—I want to make that time. I want that to register good. Something on the inside of me said, do you believe Brother Hagin stood right there on the platform and lied? Now, let me ask you this. If somebody is, is speaking the Word of God or quoting the Word of God, can they be lying? No. No. The Word of God is true. Let that settle. If the Word of God ain't true, you might as well tear that page out and throw it away. Because you will do without it until you can believe it. And once you believe it, then you can receive it. But if you don't believe it, you can't receive it. Because it won't, you don't have nothing to take a hold of it. Because faith is the hand that takes a hold of the provision of God. Do you believe that Brother Hagin stood on that platform and lied? Do you believe... He lied when he said he felt the power of God go into this child and into that leg. You see, she wasn't keeping the switch of faith turned on. But she changed. But she changed. Catch these words. But she changed. You might let doubt and unbelief start operating. But you don't have to stay in doubt and unbelief. We don't have to stay in that arena. God wants it to change. And if we'll side in with him, he'll change it. He'll change it. it. Situations, brothers and sisters, are subject to change. They're temporal. They're temporary. And if we will believe God and take a a hold on him and believe him, all things are possible to him who believes? Yeah, but you don't know what I have been. You know what needs to get out of the way? Your butt. Yeah, but yeah, but your butt will always stop you from receiving from God. I, I get excited enough, I lose my place. If I read it 10 times, it'll still be okay. I believe, you see, she wasn't keeping the switch of faith turned on, but she changed. She said, Lord, forgive my unbelief. I believe that Brother Hagin is a man of God. I believe that he told the truth when he said that Jesus appeared to him and placed his finger in his, of his right hand in each one of his hands and told him to tell the people that the healing power is in his hands. I believe he told the truth when he said he felt the power go into my child's body. Notice this. I believe that the power is working in my child now to heal her. She had unhooked, but she hooked back up. See, there's nothing that God wants anymore than for deficiencies in our lives to be eradicated. For us not to come up short in any area, but he's got to get us to the place that we believe, because when we believe, then we can receive. Because as long as we're in hope, it's always in the future. But there's things that he wants us to experience Not in the sweet by and by, but in the sweet here and now. Now, faith is. Catch this. And when she said that, she heard something popping. Like dry sticks breaking. She looked down in the bathtub and that left leg straightened right out in front of her eyes. It grew to the same size as the other leg. She brought her daughter before the whole church and they saw that it was true. The girl was up walking and both legs were normal. If you don't see something manifest the very moment that you ask for it, and you were in faith when you believed. And you asked for it. Don't be one of those who say, Well, I, I don't know why God ain't done it. Faith will keep saying the same thing. Whether it took one second, one minute, one hour, one year, one decade. Because faith never disconnects. Mm-hmm. Unbelief disconnects. Oh, we, could, we, could, we could eradicate a lot of denominations if we hold on to this one truth mm-hmm. of believing God instead of trying to explain Him away. Because many times what happens in the church world, when something doesn't happen the way that we wanted it to happen, we've got to get some religious idea to explain it. So we'll feel better about it. But it doesn't change the Word of God. The Word of God is the Word of God, and the Word of God is truth. And it don't matter whether I believe it, or you believe it, or anybody else believes it. It's the truth. But what makes the difference? If, if I will believe it, then I can receive it. But if I won't believe it, the ship left the dock. And I won't When it comes to that particular area. Somebody might be strong in faith in another area, but that don't mean they're strong in faith in every area. But the word of God will make somebody strong in every area, that it will be Deceived. Stand with me. Oh, Father, thank you. You're such a good Father. You are such a good Father. There's nothing that you desire any more than that your children walk in light, that your children walk in the truth. And there's something that your word tells me about truth. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. So I set myself in position. Lord, I don't just want to know the truth. I've got to know your truth. Because I've got to be free. I desire to be free, I want to be free, I've got to be free. But if I'm gonna be free, I've got to work in cooperation with you. And your word tells me how to cooperate. Forgive me where I've missed it in the past. When I have allowed doubt and unbelief to slip in and steal what you've promised for me. Father, we're going to go back. Because if it was a promise, then it was something that I needed then, and it's something that I need now, and I don't have it, it's your desire that I receive it. Help me to fortify myself, to build myself up, so that I will stand firm on your word and receive from the hand of God because all of your promises are yes and amen. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down just a minute. I want to read something to us. I want to reinforce it something else I believe something is done but I still want to reinforce because this is something that will work with a coronavirus but it will work with a flu it will work with accidents it will work with all different arenas and we still need to anchor into the word of God because faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God or what he said he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God in him will I trust surely he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence or the raging epidemic He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him, and with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That was a bonus. That was a bonus. Now, something that I started seeing in this passage of Scripture, I challenge you to look at it for yourself. Look at some of the I wills i will i will i will i will i will well what is the will of god in this situation what is the will of god in this situation and take it just like god talking to you and he said when he said i will i will yeah but what needs to move get it out of the way and listen wholeheartedly to what he says. I will. I will. If God said I will, that means he will. I will. Don't get caught in that arena. Yeah, but what if? No, they know what if he said I will. I will. If he said it, that settles it. That settles it. Am I willing to put my name down there beside that? He said, I will do this. Oh, yeah. I'm applying my name. I believe that. I believe that. If we're not willing to put our name beside it, we're not willing to believe it. We might be willing to believe it, but we're not believing it. If he was willing to say it, he's willing to do it. And he's able to do it. If he said, I will, surely, surely, I will. Amen? God bless you. Thank you for being here and sharing the word of God with me. Yes, Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us today. No church tonight? Feed on what you got today. Yes, Gracias. Uh-huh.